Welcome to the 710 Postscript Podcast. 710 is a family of young adults committed to following Jesus, serving one another, and kingdom living for the good of our city. My name is Lish. And my name is Jade. We are your co-hosts. Join us for this first season as we laugh and talk about practical ways to live out what we are learning. Oh, and P.S., don't forget to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, 710. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Postscript. My name is Alishva, one of your co-hosts. And I really just want to say we're so thankful to be able to do this. Um, It's been a really fun journey just getting this podcast off the ground. And there's been a lot of learning and a lot of growing. I think even just for us personally, like even just the simple things of like, the tech side of it has been a little crazy, but we're just really thankful for all of you supporting us. Um, also, we just wanted to let you know that if you had not heard already, you can now find our podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. So make sure you guys check us out there. Um, we would really love for you guys to listen and just um, let us know what you think. And if there's things that maybe you want to hear us talk about, um, just to kind of give your feedback. So We're super thankful for that. Um, Today, I'm actually joined by a guest co-host. So I have Kendrick Williams joining me. Hi, Kendrick. It's nice to be back, guys. (laughs) So soon. Who knew? Um, This is great. And the reason we have Kendrick as our co-host today is because we're actually going to be interviewing my real co-host, Jade. (laughs) Jade, how are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Good. We're very happy to have you as our, our special guest today and get to know you a little bit better. Happy to be here. It's so great. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, as always, we're going to start off with our with our would you rather questions just to get to our, our brains going. Um, and then we'll we'll jump into the fun stuff. Um, OK, this was a really random would you rather question that I found, but it just made me laugh. So I had to put it in, in here. Oh, my gosh. Would you rather have 100 duck sized elephants or one <laughs> elephant sized duck definitely the duck sized elephants i feel like a big duck is scary <laughs> well small elephants would be super cute right <laughs> oh boy about a hundred of them yeah we could just have a little farm maybe sell them <laughs> yeah. people do like miniature things so yeah that would probably work out great okay um would you rather only be able to whisper or only be able to shout? Only be able to whisper. Whoa. I would have to agree because I think shouting comes off very strong and yeah. that would just be obnoxious. Yeah. We're supposed to be gentle. So like what if you are getting robbed or something and you're whispering? Hey, I'm going to the Lord. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Okay, last one. Okay. Would you rather have the only beverage you can drink be water or the only food you can eat be salad? Water, 100%. Mm, yeah, I would say water too. I feel like, yeah, I'd rather stay hydrated and eat whatever I want than to only eat salads. And I would agree. Yes, if I could yeah. only eat salad, I do love a good salad. Don't get me wrong, a yeah. good wedge salad with some delicious buttermilk ranch dressing oh when it's like all chopped up and only bougie. with oil. Wee wee boozy. That would be good, but I would like to also have a steak every once in a while. That'd be nice too. Mm. So true. Okay, well that was fun. Now we can jump right in. Yes. <laughs> so Jade, I would say probably a lot of us 
don't really know like your background. We know you from coming to 710 and like, I think I can say that I was one of the first people that met you, but probably a lot of us like in the ministry and the family don't know you like prior to that. So maybe just start off by giving us a little background about yourself, tell us where you grew up, what was your family life like, your upbringing, all of those fun things. Sweet, yeah. So I was born in Pleasantville, New Jersey. That's near Atlantic City. I lived there for about eight years and then I moved to Bowie, Maryland and I lived there for about two years. And then I moved here to Chandler, Arizona in the middle of the summer, it was actually ridiculous. (laughs) We were like, oh my gosh, it's hot. Actually, fun story. So I actually, before I moved to Chandler, I thought that I was moving to Detroit, Michigan with my aunt. My, um, I grew up with a stepdad. So he told, like him and my mom told us that we were moving to Detroit. So I told all my classmates I was moving to Detroit. And then on the, when we were at the airport, I was like, what's PHX? Like, I was like, what is that? And then it ended up finding out that we came to Arizona. Isn't Mm -hmm. that crazy? (laughs) So Uh, they still don't know where you're at pretty much. (laughs) 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 MIA. Yeah. They still probably think I live in Michigan. Um, and I always like grew up in a Christian household. Um, I grew up predominantly in Baptist churches. So, um, I guess we were Baptist, but I, there was really no like denomination or, you know, uh, attachment to like what those teachings were. And, um, I have two older brothers and one younger brother. And, um, I grew up with, uh, like a stepdad very young. So, but I never, you know, called him a stepdad. So we were just all like really close and he and my mom, um, helped like bring my family together. We always had like family fast and family praying and we would all hold hands and like eat dinner together. We would always have, we always had family like growing up coming and living with us for like long periods of time. Like, um, just this really like generous, like open house, you know, thing for people. And so, um, that was kind of like what my upbringing was like. And, um, I went to school at Northern Arizona university and I got my BS in theater, which is kind of like BS because I'm not even doing anything with theater right now, but I love theater and I love um, performing. Um, I also got my minor in psychology and then um, ended up working for a corporate office called um, Aerotech. Mm. Then I got a little burnt out and I quit my job at the end of December 2020 and didn't have a didn't have a backup plan, but I was like, Lord, I know you've got it covered. Like, take me where you want me to mm. go. And um, then this opportunity opened up to be on the LDP team here at church. And um, yeah, then here's my journey here. That's awesome. Um, LDP, for those who don't know, is stands for <laughs> Leadership Development Program. Hmm. Just, yeah. They're yeah, cool. I, I got a question. So backing up, um, when you came to Arizona, what was that like, kind of like culture change like for you coming from, you know, where you come from? Like, what was that like when you came to Phoenix and you're like, it's just a different culture, weather, like, what were the people like? Like, give me some intel on that. Yeah. So, um, back in the day, it was all black people and maybe some like Spanish people culturally, like, um, it really, I barely, there was like, it was a a pair of twins and, um, like their sister and they were like the only white people at my school mm. <laughs> so like, and like one white girl on the block like I really didn't a lot of my culture was around like um 
Lat- Latinos and like black people. And then when I came over here, I found out what like a Mormon was. Mm. Um, there was a lot of like, it was now it was like Mexicans mm-hmm. as opposed to like, um, yeah, yeah. As opposed to like Dominican and like Cuban, mm. Puerto Rican type of um, cultures. Uh, and um, gosh, and I had a strong dialect when I first came over here. Like people were constantly telling me to repeat words because like, you said that's so cool. Like say it again. Mm. <laughs> I was like, oh no. So um, I definitely assimilated to the culture to try to come, not stand out in a way, but mm. even like clothes. Like I had no idea American Eagle. My mom never got me Hollister, mm-hmm. um, American Idol jeans, things like that. So I felt like going to a different culture, I just realized that I was a little bit different where before I didn't really notice it. Um, yeah. So I would say that the weather was way different. I mean, mm-hmm. there wasn't as much green. It was, I mean, it's a lot of brown and dirt. And this is around when like Gilbert and was not really as built as it was. Yes. You could still smell cow manure everywhere. It was, mm-hmm. it's yep. like crazy to think like how even the city's changed. Um, and then, of course, it's blistering hot here and there's no snow. Yeah. Mm. So. Yeah, that's true. Um, okay, <laughs> since we kind of like veered into this topic, I'm just going to stand up for a brief little bit. In this kind of last year, just with everything that's gone on in our world, in our church, um, just a lot of conversations and discussions around uh, whether it's like cultural identity or ethnicity, race, all those kinds of things. How do you feel like your your upbringing maybe helped prepare you for some of those things or even maybe like were there things over this last year that kind of took you off guard that you had to like wrestle through? Um, honestly, I feel like I wish I cared more. Mm. Like if I'm being honest, I was really wrestling with like feeling like I didn't connect as much. I feel like even growing up, I mostly grew up in the culture that we're in right now, you know, and, um, seeing how people really struggle. Like I, I've dealt with a lot of internal, um, battles about like being a black woman and being different and, Mm. um, just like trying to fit in, straightening my hair, feeling unliked and like all those things that come with kind of just being the only one around. But as far as like the, the bigger picture of the, the racial battle that's been going on in America, like Thankfully, I felt I felt pretty privileged in mm. that and not experiencing like the the extreme hate that I know other people have felt mm-hmm. or been attacked with. So um, I don't know. I felt like during this past year, I felt almost guilty that I had lived a be- like a good life in where I was. And um, I wanted to lament more. And I felt like I couldn't because I didn't actually experience a lot of yeah. like the the horrible things that I know people who look like me deal with. Mm. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, we're very happy to have you at Redemption Gilbert. Thanks. That's great. (laughs) Um, All right. Let's change gears a little bit. So you kind of talked about, you know, like your upbringing, kind of where you come from. Um, Maybe talk about just like what life was like for you through like high school, college. Did you feel like, in those seasons. Cause I, I, I would say, I feel like college, especially for like a lot of kids who have grown up in the church, grown up in Christian households, college is a really like make or break it time. Mm-hmm. People either leave and go to college and they stay very strong and continue to grow in their faith. Or you have a lot of stories of like people who leave and it's kind of like 
peace, mom and dad. This is not my thing anymore. Yeah. You know, like I just kind of did it because I was in your house, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, what do you think like your experience in those like seasons and stages of life was like for you? Yeah, I was buck wild in college. I will say that. Um, <laughs> um, in high school, I was, I mean, I did theater. I did student government. I was in choir. Like I was very much like a social butterfly who didn't do anything. Like it was to a point where my dad used to encourage me to like go to parties. He's like, you can stay out late if you want to. Mm. I'll let you take the car and like go do this. If you go like get that boy's number you like, like I really did not do anything. Um, and I was like really on like the straight, like narrow path, if you will, like, definitely listen to everything my parents did and my brother's gotten a lot of trouble so I really didn't want to be mm. a burden to my parents or be you know that that ch- child that caused trouble um and then like towards the end I would say um going into like the transition of my high school to my college years uh I like a family scandal happened where my um parents got divorced and like my dad was like my best friend mm. so um I ended up like really wrestling through a lot of the things that were said during that time that weren't really um, nice and ways that I felt like my dad was like kind of being separated from me Mm. and going into um, college, like my dad and my mom, but I would say my dad was the head runner. It was someone who really helped develop my faith and Mm. um, helped like guide me into the different ways of how to like read the word and do these fasts and do these disciplines. And, um, so that was kind of hard, like going into college and then trying to keep those things. I started looking for a church and in Flagstaff, there were not very many like black gospel, like churches, like type of churches that I grew up like comfortable with. So it's kind of like trying to get comfortable with a new environment and a Mm. new way of like worshiping the Lord that I felt like in my morning of like what was happening in my transition, I don't think I could really adhere to. So I really started, um, and also in college, I mean, I got a lot of attention. <laughs> oh my so goodness. people like inviting me to parties. Like when I say I was a social butterfly in high school, like I was, but it was very like contained and very like sweet and yeah. you know, and then you get to college and you have people like come to this party, come do this. And like those things that I felt like I was encouraged to do before I was like, yeah, I'll take you up on that. Like I just was like, it feels free to like, I, I was looking for I was looking for belonging and like I was looking for places where I could like fit in and be wanted. And, um, a lot of that came in the party scene and mm. like, I, I mean, yeah, I was just having all the fun mm. and finally, I, and I ended up developing like these group of people who I always like partied with and we were really close and really good friends until like eventually like we weren't. And I feel like God definitely like put, put his hand, hand in it because mm-hmm. like to this day I don't even know how we all stopped being friends I don't know why I was the one specifically who was like pushed out of this friend group mm. um but like I felt like my senior year when I was like really over it I was almost like not gonna pass going to school or I would have mm-hmm. to do another year and I would talk to my mom all the time like mom school's so hard because I worked a full-time job and I took like the max credits because I was trying to recover from the the debauchery that I was like doing <laughs> freshman Mm. in like sophomore year and she's like it's okay you only have three years left two years left I was like lord please let me graduate in four years because I was like ashamed to tell my mom like what was actually going on yeah um 
But um, yeah, he just separated me. And I was like searching for belonging and friendship again and was pretty lonely going into my senior year. Um, and I felt like that was when I was, I ended up finding a church that I was like, you know what, I'll just give it a try. Like whatever. I just really need the Lord. So actually during this whole time, I, I didn't, I don't feel like I completely forgot the Lord, mm. but it was like, I would pray and then I would like go do something I wasn't supposed to do. Yeah. Or like I would, you know, um, be like, Oh, you know, I, and I had this necklace that I actually still have to this day. It's, um, a God loves you necklace that my parents gave me. And I would wear it all the time. I never took it off. But I would be like doing things I wasn't supposed to with like a God loves you <laughs> necklace on. And I was like, Ugh. so I never forgot the Lord. I just felt like he was on the back burner and I mm. never brought him to the front burner mm. ever. So um, finally, like when I was just over myself and kind of like tired of the shame and the guilt and like the weight of my sins, like piling up on top of me um I think that's when God really moved in and started like separating me and isolating me to like bring me back and I started really getting back into devotions and um started getting back into you know listening to uh worship music and praying and um yeah finally what thank God I graduated college on time and (laughs) I graduated with a GPA better than I thought it was um and yeah, I, I feel like t- towards the end of that was really like my jumping off point of my faith. God really filling me up and bringing me back on my faith to um, turn turn my life around and, and like focus on him more and to show me the way that it used to be, but mm. better. Yeah, I was thinking like as you're kind of telling your story and e- even like you said it, but that idea of like, Jesus being Lord of your life. So I think like Corey mentions this all the time in 710 of like God just being something you add on. Paul, our lead pastor, talks about all the time on Sunday. I I think all of our pastors probably at some point mention it in a service or whatever of like God being something that oftentimes we just want to add to our life of like, Mm -hmm. oh, if we just just like lump God in with all the other things, like we'll be good. But like, no, God is like wanting to be Lord of your life and like yeah. have all of you and have everything and have you submit everything to him. Um, and until you do that, like just the ways, like you're saying, like you can pray and then literally turn and like go do something, you know, you're not supposed to, mm-hmm. but it's like that disconnect of like, Lord, I just, I just need you here in case I really get in trouble. And then like, <laughs> you can get me out, but I don't want to like, have you around for all the other things like I can take care of those things just help me out if I really get into a pension (laughs) (laughs) and let me tell you he says he'll provide an escape route and he really does Mm -hmm. he really does I will say that yeah that's good um so what um what brought you to redemption um obviously you went to NAU you were in Flagstaff um how long did you stay there like when you were done with school and like what what brought you to redemption gilbert yeah um so i knew i did not know there was a redemption in flagstaff at all so knew nothing about that (laughs) they maybe they should tell more people you missed out (laughs) (laughs) um so when i worked at aerotech which is a staffing and recruiting company i used to work corporate there um there was this girl maybe i shouldn't say her name not that it'd be bad but um she worked there too and she talked about 
Jesus and like going to Young Life. And I knew that was like a Jesus thing because I went to Young Life one time at NAU. That was weird. (laughs) 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 It was a little little different. Um, But I knew that was like a Jesus thing. So I was like, oh, cool. Like, and she was really great. Like she wasn't like a stuffy person, you know? Um, So I was like, hey, you like Jesus. You're really cool. Like what church do you go to? And she said she went to Redemption. I was like, okay. So I looked up the Redemption um, like website and then just so happened there was like a Redemption Gilbert there and I was in dire need of community. Um, I would say six months or so after, well, yeah, I would say it was definitely about six months or so post college that I was in need of like looking for a community, but I didn't actually get to redemption until about 2019. Mm. So between like 2017 when I graduated in like 2019, it was like a Jade trying to find the Lord and get back like on her own with friends who weren't Christians. Like Mm. it was very much like, Lord, I need help, but like I don't have community with me. Um, and and it was funny because I have another friend, uh, her name is Kristen and she doesn't go to this church, but I, I went to college with her and one of her friends had told her, cause I was like, do you know any church around in Arizona? That was good. And she had mentioned, I'm pretty sure she mentioned this church, but she mentioned like gateway. And I went to this, um, gateway Bible church, like down the road somewhere, but it was like not, it was like older people and it was just a little bit different. And I was like, oh, this isn't really my vibe. But like looking <laughs> back, I feel like, I feel like maybe it was like redemption gateway that she was talking about. Mm. So it's like weird to think like maybe there was an opportunity for me to come earlier, but it just maybe wasn't meant to be. So I ended up coming here. Um, I came to the big service and then, um, after church, I went to the front desk and I was like waiting around and then Tracy Prim comes walking on over and she's like, Hey, have you been helped? (laughs) And I was like, I was like, no, she's like, well, you know, what's going on? Like, how can I help you? And I said, well, do you guys have a young adult ministry that I can be a part of or come visit? And she goes, Oh, come here. Let me show you to Alishaba. And I was like, Alisha who? (laughs) (laughs) And then she takes me over to you at the kid's desk or the kid's front door. And she was like, Elishaba Jade, Jade Elishaba. And, you know, she introduced us and um, you told me about like 1710 meets. And I was like, okay, great. And I got to 710 whenever the next one was. And I went by myself and there wasn't many people there. And then I just remember seeing you and you came over and you sat with me. And I just remember that like first prayer of like, Lord, I really need iron to sharpen iron. Like when I got to redemption, I was like in dire need of community Mm. like really desperate because I was just struggling and um yeah it was cool to like sit with you and have you be like one of the people that really helped anchor me into this ministry and then Shannon came around you know all loud and hey come here sister Mm. you know gave me a big old (laughs) hug and it was just really sweet to um be welcomed and acknowledged and just felt seen so yeah Mm. something I really I need to start doing I would love this is like really taking note of when you first meet people and like, cause I do, I, I do remember that. Like I remember being in my three-year-old class and Tracy coming up and introducing me to this girl. And I, I, I remember all of that, but I just like, I wish I could remember like what you looked like and what you were wearing yeah. and which is like <laughs> such a random, like just little things. Mm. But it is funny. I don't know. I feel like that conversation has been coming up a lot of like, when did we first meet? And there are some people that I can like it was like it was yesterday and I can remember everything about it. And then there's other people. It's like, I don't even like 
remember when I like met you. It's just like so mm. odd um, how, I don't know, moments like that just either really are solidified in mm. your brain or sometimes they're just kind of like loose and you like have vague memories or whatever mm. of, um, yeah, of how that was. Um, one other thing really quickly about redemption, because you did mention earlier being part of the LDP. Um, what do you think is if there was, I'm sure there's a lot of things, but if there was one thing in this moment that comes to like the, the front of your mind, um, just something that's been really impactful for you now that you are on staff and, you know, working for 710, um, being part of the leadership development program, like what do you think is one thing that's been really impactful for you since coming here and, and being part of not just the church, but like being on staff and being a leader? I would say one of the most impactful things for me is knowing that we're all just people. Yeah. Like we are all just people searching for the Lord. Like you can put someone in a leadership position and they're literally just like you, mm. you know, um, n- like no one is bigger or better than Jesus. And that's mm. who we're chasing after mm. every single one of us. And so that's been really good to see the leaders are just people. Mm. Um, and then I would just also say the fact that there is a discipleship um, opportunity there and people are really trying to like teach you and help you through life. Um, I was like trying to remember like growing up and like if there was any opportunities like this at my old church and I don't think there was um, even being like, cause I used to, I used to be a little bit more involved in the church and I don't even remember any opportunities of, Hey, like let me just take you under my wing. Let me have these classes to help you like a surge, like help, develop you and challenge you to some of your thoughts in the word or like encourage you to read and you know things like that so I like the emphasis on spiritual disciplines that we have even being Mm. on staff so that's really cool Mm. yeah yeah I'm I'm very curious and this is kind of a little off topic but like in the ministry one of the things I see the most like people that grow up in the church um if they ever like veer away from the lord like they have this like drastic moment they're like backs against the wall and they're just kind of like, okay, like I, I've tried everything my way and it didn't work out. Like now I'm going to fully give myself to you. And like, they come back to faith. Did you ha- was there ever like a moment or like a experience or anything like where, you know, you're doing your own thing, you're trying to figure it out on your own. And then you're just like, you know what? I can't do this without the Lord. And like, I'm like, I'm really going to commit to you. I'm going to follow Jesus. Like, was there ever a moment like that for you? I feel like those moments are like really beautiful and like there's so much fruit in them. How does that look like for you? Um, I mean, it's kind of what happened towards the end of um, my college career, like my dire need and and like being in search of um, community. And I think it was just having, it was having friends who weren't Christians and the foundation of our friendship post-college after all these things that God had already done for me to like pull me away from what I was doing. Mm. I was back here in Old Town (laughs) doing my thing in Old Town. And, um, it was like, no, like not again. Like, you know what I mean? It was like, I knew I was like, I didn't want to get back to it, but it's like having that foundation of friends whose basis was not of the Lord. You know, you have these friendships where it's like, okay, like, let's go. Like, how are we going to bond together? Oh, we're going to go and we're going to go drink. Or what's our goal? Oh, to see if some guy's going to like hit on us tonight and like, you know, take us home or whatever, like things like that. So it's like, it was like coming back back after that and realizing I was about to start the same pattern as I'm like literally like Corey says this um 
because I think it was from John Mark Comer, Mm -hmm. um, your deepest desire is not always your strongest desire. Mm. And like my deepest desire was the Lord. And I just was like, and my strongest desire at the moment was like, Lord, I can't have this happen again. Mm. So it was like seeing my life about to repeat itself and go back to that tunnel that I was in. And I was like, Lord, I cannot Mm. do this. So it was like, it almost seeing that happen. It was like, all right, Lord, we are searching for a church. Mm. <laughs> like I would pray and be like, Lord, help me find a church <laughs> because mm. I really needed it. So, yeah. um, yeah, there wasn't like a specific moment, but it was like, it was like over time again, like it was like, oh my gosh, not again. Yeah. That, that's so cool that you were able to like catch it. Sometimes yeah. people slip back and they slip back into those ways. And that's really like, I'm, I'm super thankful that you were able to catch it and kind of veer into a different path led us to here and now we're best buds. <laughs> I love you so much. I love um, you. <laughs> yeah, I had another question for you. Um, it was, if you had one word to sum up, sum up like the presence of God in your life, like what, what would it be and like kind of like elaborate on that word and why you chose that word? I guess, honestly, I guess it would be father. Um, mm. I am someone who needs a lot of comfort and I feel like even like, even looking for, um, somewhere to belong and to be wanted and to, You know, and always working hard and, like, not wanting to be a burden to others, but, like, knowing I need a lot of, like, help or Mm. comfort. Like, God has always been Mm. a good father to me and providing for me and helping me. And, like, when you really do think of, like, a good father who's there for you and doesn't leave you, like, even when I was out, like, doing my dirt, like, God was seriously, like, still with me, even if I was, like, Lord, you're on the back burner. But, like, knowing now what I know, like, he was next to me the whole time yeah. getting me out of situations and um, just, like, really being there for me, even in my shame, like, putting his arms around me and, like, mm. letting me know he was there for me. And so I would say God was really, like, my father, like, you know, during the whole time when I really felt like I didn't have a father. And so... Mm. um it was really, I, I would say if there's like one thing, like God has been my father this whole time. That's so good. That is really good. I love that. Well, this has been great. Mm. Kendrick, it's been really nice having you co-hosting with me. Yeah, I've, it's an honor. I love Jade and I'm so glad I get to be a part of it. Don't get too comfortable in that chair, oh though. Oh my gosh. <laughs> right, because I'm coming stick. back. <laughs> and Jade, it's been really great. I mean, I feel like I know a lot of your story because we're friends and yeah. we chat, but mm. it's been, just been nice getting to like, I don't know, just ask some of these questions and hear your heart about things. And um, I don't know, I think everyone could say it's really evident that you just really love Jesus and that mm-hmm. he's at work in you. And um it's really cool to just kind of see or to hear where you've been and then to like know you now and just like see how God's continuing to grow you and getting to be on the team with you and Mm. all those things is so great. So super exciting. And we're just blessed to have you here with us. So thanks for being willing to share your story. Mm. Thanks. I'm glad I got to share, uh, you know, part of it. I honestly (laughs) feel like it's just like good when people get to know who's on leadership anyway, we're not perfect people. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah 100%. that's so true great well 710 we really love you all um, obviously you know where to find us on a Tuesday night <laughs> or you can 
reach out on our Instagram, all the things. You know all the things. So we love you guys, and we will see you later for another Postscript podcast. Later. Bye. Bye. Bye.